How many of you will agree with me today for utterance? You know, I'm relying on Him. And I'm relying on the anointing. Because at the beginning of the day and at midday and at the end of the day, it's the anointing that makes all the difference. It removes burdens and it destroys yokes. So stretch forth your hand toward me and pray that God would give me utterance for you today. Lord, I receive the prayers of your precious ones here today. And I thank you, Lord God, for speaking to hearts and for enabling us to be stirred up. For it's in Jesus' name that I pray. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. Glory to God. I want to start out with a, a couple of statements. I love this. Listen to this. God's word didn't come out of his pen. God's word came out of his mouth. It was spoken before it was written, and it was written so it could be spoken. I believe this, when we get born again and we become disciples of the Lord, God changes our lives. And one way that He does it is He does it through mouth-to-mouth resuscitation. What does that mean, Pastor Mark? That means this, guys, that he puts his words in our mouth to bring life, to bring salvation, and to bring healing into our lives. From the book of Proverbs, the 18th chapter, and we notice some great things here in verse 20 and 21. What an amazing gift that God has given us to help us to speak his word. The scripture says that a man's belly shall be satisfied with the fruit of his mouth and with the increase of his lips shall he be filled. And then read verse 21 with me. It says, death and life are where? And they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. What a gift that he's given you and I. The ability to speak life when there's death around us. To speak health when there's disease around us. To speak abundance when the bills are stacking up. The Bible says that you and I have been given a chooser or have been given a choice. He said, I'm calling to record this day against you. That I have sent before you life and death. Blessing and cursing. And then he goes on to say, therefore, make the right choice. And what the right choice for us to make is to choose life. And I declare to you today that what you believe in your heart and say with your mouth, according to the word of God, is your chooser. And it is always the right choice to stay on God's side and to agree with him and to say what he said. Amen. Now, the door to the supernatural, it hinges, it it swings on two hinges. It swings on two hinges, believing and speaking. With the heart, man believeth. And with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. Mm -hmm. 2 Corinthians, the fourth chapter and the 13th verse. I love this verse of scripture. 
It says, we also having the same spirit of faith. Say it with me. I have the God kind of faith, which is the spirit of faith. And the spirit of faith is the spirit of victory. We have it. We don't have to pray for it. You and I already have faith. We having the same spirit of faith, according as it is written, I believed, and therefore have I spoken. Swings on two hinges. We also believe, and therefore we speak. We speak. We declare victory in the face of apparent defeat. You see, you and I live by faith. And living by faith involves believing and speaking. Look at 1 John chapter 5 and notice with me in verse 4. 1 John chapter 5 and verse 4 says this, For whatsoever is born of God, I'm born of God and you're born of God. Whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. Now, at the new birth, the world was overcome in your life when you believed and declared that Jesus is your Lord. No longer did the world system have a grip on us legally because we were delivered from darkness and translated into the kingdom of His dear Son. And that, my brothers and sisters, is victory. But now notice this. For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that does what? That overcometh the world, even our faith. So our victory in continuously overcoming the world, which we've been delivered from, is directly connected to your faith. I believe this. That the word overcometh there means overcoming in a continual sense. In other words, you don't just overcome when you get born again. But how many of you know that after you're born again, there's some other things you need to come over? There's some other things you need to overcome. And that, whoa, glory to God. And that's why God has given you faith to overcome with. It is the victory, my brothers and sisters. It'll cause you to triumph in every area of your life. What enables us to overcome? It's not faith in our faith. It's not faith in our ability. But it's faith in the ability of God. It's faith in the power of God. It's faith in our good, good Father. It is faith in Him. It is faith in what He has done. It is faith in what He is doing. And it is faith in what He will do. Woo! Say with me, I've got victory. And it continuously overcomes the world, the flesh, and the devil. So what is it I ask you? That enables you to overcome on Monday morning. What is it that enables you to overcome in your midnight hour? Even our faith. Whether you realize it or not, this is a message that is extremely vital. 
There are people that say that the faith message is dead. If the faith message is dead, God is dead because God is a faith God. If the faith message is dead, we cannot please God because without Him, we cannot please Him. If the faith message is dead, we can't quench any of the fiery darts of the wicked one because you got the shield of faith. Woo! Glory to God. It's vital because it's how we live. It's how Brenda and I have been living for 40 years. Started out with nothing. And faith in a faithful God has seen to it that our need has already always been met. Started out with zero, but we're not at zero today. Why? Because you choose to regulate and to live your life by faith. Faith is just another word for trust. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't lean to your head. Head is where doubt is. Heart is where faith is. And hard faith will always overcome head doubt. Come on, somebody. It's how we live. It's how we roll. It's how we walk. I saw the Apostle Paul the other night, and it would literally bring tears to my eyes. I mean, I cried almost through the whole movie, if I can only imagine. I was trying to be cool and didn't want Brenda to see. But I was a mess during that movie. I was a mess during the Apostle Paul. To see what those men and women went through for you and me. I mean, the ultimate price was paid on Calvary's cross. But men, like the Apostle Paul, men like Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, they gave their life so that you and I could sit here today. Brenda and I went to Rome to see the cell where the Apostle Paul was in for his last days. It was an ugly scene. But God turned something beautiful out of an ugly scene. And we have the Pauline epistles. And you and I can have victory today. Put our heads down on a nice soft pillow tonight because of prices that have been paid. Somebody shout amen. Amen. Somebody said, where are you going with that? Paul said, for we walk by faith and not by sight. Are there not some imaginations that need to be cast down in our lives? Are there not some fiery darts that you and I have to take dominion and authority over over daily? The same Paul in that prison in Rome, looking up at that Roman soldier said, and take the shield of faith, wherewith you shall be able to quench all the flaming missiles of the wicked one. You see... God has eyes. And God's eyes are looking for men and women like you who will live by faith. For men and women like you who will talk by faith. 
You see, the eyes of the Lord are running to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong on the behalf of those whose heart is perfect toward them. A perfect heart is a heart that says, Lord, I trust you. A perfect heart is a heart that believes and speaks and acts on the life-changing Word of God. I love what one translation says in 2 Corinthians 16, 9, For the eyes of the Lord search back and forth across the whole earth, looking for people whose hearts are perfect toward them, Him, so that He can show His great power in helping them. Say, so look no further, Lord. Thank you for heaven's help. So we see then that He's watching over the entire activity of the earth. He's looking for people. He's looking for places where He can show up and put on a grand performance. Jeremiah, Jeremiah, Jeremiah was a bullfrog. <laughs> Jeremiah. <laughs> you guys didn't pray good enough. Jeremiah. Chapter 1, verse 12 in the Amplified says this. Jeremiah gets a word from God. And the word is this. Then the Lord said to me, you have seen well, Jeremiah, but I just want you to know that I'm alert and I'm active and I'm watching over my word to perform it. In order for God to work, perform His word in our life, we must believe it and speak it and act on it. I'm encouraging you this morning to give voice to God's Word on earth so He can perform it from heaven. You and I are fully aware of the fact that God's able. He's able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think, but it is in direct proportion to the power of God that is working in you. His power is working in you at a very high premium when you live in this Word. When you open this word and you open your heart and you say, Lord, let your word enter into my life for it is the entrance of your word that will give me light. And you're living life at a high premium when the entrance of his word gives you light and all of a sudden you see things you've never seen before. And you get to a point in your life where you believe it so strong that you just can't keep it to yourself. You just got to open your mouth. You, shoo, you just got to say what God say. You just got to do what God wants you to do. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. You see, the manifestation of God's word in your life is voice activated. You know, many of the smartphones have an app that all you need to do is speak and that app is ready to perform what you say. In the same sense, when God hears the cry of faith, when God sees faith in His people, when God sees His Word coming up before the throne of grace, He's watching over His Word to perform it in your life. 
So I say to you today, why not activate His Word with your voice today? You are your mouth. And as you activate His Word with your mouth, just watch and see what the Lord will do. Just watch and let God put on a well-timed, customized, God-ordained, grand performance in your life. Listen, friend, if you'll do this consistently. I got to thinking about it this morning. I started saying some things at my desk in my office at home that I started saying back in 1976. I started declaring... The same word that was delivered to me in the 70s in 2018. You know, that's over 40 years ago. And I can tell you today, folks, that I've not done it perfectly. And yes, I have failed and yes, I have missed it. But I've always, always gone back to the table of faith. And when I do the word properly, God has always come through for me. And you know something? Your God is the same God as my God. He is no respecter of persons. He's just looking for people just like you and just like me. Say with me, look no further, Lord. I am your son. You do this long enough, you'll see miracles. You'll see miracles in your family. You do this long enough, you'll see miracles in your body. You'll see miracles in your finances. You do this long enough, there'll come a day where you stand back and say, Look. Look what the Lord has done. Look, my baby was on his way to hell, but look at him now at the altar, talking in tongues, playing the guitar, preaching the word. Look what the Lord has done. Hallelujah. Woo. I like this right here. Look, look what. The Lord has done. Hey. Look what he's done in your life already. Yeah, but Pastor Mark, I'm facing a challenge today. Sometimes it's important to look back and see what he's done and give him thanksgiving for what he's done because I hear the Spirit of the Lord saying, He will do it again. He will do it again. He will do it again. Now, folks, faith always says the answer. It always says the answer. In other words, a person that is in real faith always says about himself or herself what God has said. Look at Hebrews, the 13th chapter. You got a little bit more time today? That wasn't all of you, but I'll just take that as a... I'll take that as a consensus. It sounded like the majority. Say with me, I am, I am and, I and I have what the Word says I have. I can do what the Word says I can do. 
Amen. Amen. So notice here in Hebrews, the 13th chapter, the 5th and the 6th verse says this. Let your conversation or your manner of life be without selfishness or covetousness. And be content with such things as you have. For he hath said, here's the principle, whatever he has said, he said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Is that true? Yes. Has God forsaken you ever? No. Well, we can bank on that. Amen? Amen? Now notice the next verse in verse 6. So that we may boldly say, in the previous verse, he said he would never leave us nor forsake us. Now we can align our words with what he said and boldly say, the Lord's my helper. And I will not fear what man shall do unto me. See, it's important to discover what he said. If you don't know what he said, you will not be able to boldly declare what he said. And if you don't boldly declare what he said, you'll never have, according to the word of God, what belongs to you. So whatever he said about you, boldly declare it. And then, once you say it, don't let it go. I think we need to have some bulldog faith up in here. Some bull, You know what a bulldog does? You ever seen a bulldog grab a bone? A bulldog grabs that bone and I tell you, he ain't going to let it go. There ain't no Mexican chihuahua going to take it away from that bulldog. There ain't no little demon, devil, or imp going to take away what rightfully belongs to you if you grab hold of it and just, ah, come on. <coughs> now notice Hebrews 4, verse 14. Once you have it, hold on to it. Have and hold. Seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession. Your profession as a believer should be to hold fast to your confession of faith. In other words, my job and your job as a believer is to take it, believe it, speak it, act on it, and then hold fast to it. See, the word profession and confession literally mean the same thing. So when he says, let us hold fast our profession, he's saying to us, let us hold fast our confession. Now, even that can be a little bit blind to us. We need to ask ourselves, what does the word profession and confession mean? If you look up the Greek word translated profession, I've learned that it should read, let us hold fast to saying the same things. The word confession also means to acknowledge. It means to own. It means to acknowledge faith in. So you and I have been given the God-given privilege of acknowledging, affirming, appropriating, testifying, confessing, and laying claim on the riches that are found in God's holy word. Let us hold fast the confession of our faith without wavering. Because the truth of the matter is, God is faithful that promised. He gives us the promise. We take the promise. But He's not also the one that gives the promise. He is the great promise keeper. I said he's the great promise keeper. He keeps his word. 
Heaven and earth will pass away. But his word shall never, ever pass away. Amen? Oh, glory to God. F.F. F. Bosworth says this, and I'm going to read to you from several generals in the Lord that have gone on to be with the Lord. F.F. F. Bosworth wrote a great book called Christ the Healer. How many of you have a copy of F.F. F. Bosworth's book, Christ the Healer? All of you should have a copy of this. I'm going to see about getting several copies in the bookstore and putting them at a reduced price so you can get a copy of it. But listen to what this great general in the faith said. F.F. Bosworth said this, Your success and usefulness in this world will be measured by your confession and the tenacity to hold fast to that confession. Thus bulldog faith. Amen? Your success and usefulness in this world will be measured by your confession and your tenacity to hold fast to that confession. <clears throat> Anybody ever heard of a, a, a preacher by the name of E.W. Kenyon? Oh my goodness, he wrote several books. He wrote a book called From the Cross to the F Throne. He wrote a book called The Two Kinds of Faith that I'm reading right now. And it's like, man, I never read it before. It is so fresh and filled with revelation. E.W. Kenyon said in his book, The Two Kinds of Faith, that nothing will establish and build your faith as quickly as your confession of faith. And then I love this quote from Kenyon. He said, Confession oh, builds the road over which faith carries its mighty cargo. You like that? I'm going to say it again. I might say it two more times. Confession builds the road over which faith carries its mighty cargo. Oh, I love it, don't you? A couple more, one more by Kenyon. He said this, The confession of your lips that has grown out of your faith in your heart will absolutely defeat the adversary in every combat. I hear the Lord saying, you are overcomers. Amen. And you overcome by the blood of the Lamb and by the word, come on somebody, of your testimony. Bosworth says this, God can be no bigger in you than you confess Him to be. Brother Hagin said this, Faith will never rise above the level of your confession. Bosworth said this, A spiritual law that few two of us recognize is that our confessions rule us. What you say matters. Question mark. How much does it matter? Some said, some said it's a lot. That's true. But how much does what you say matters? It is a matter, my brothers and sisters, of life and death. Now I want you to look at Mark eleven twenty three, if you would. We've got still a little bit of time in this service. You getting anything today? We need a good faith message. In Mark 11, verse 23, this is from the lips of the Master. Jesus said, For verily I say unto you, so he's speaking to us, right? Yes. 
That whosoever, well, you're a whosoever, right? That whosoever shall say to this mountain. He didn't say talk about how big the mountain is. He said say to the mountain. You are either talking to your mountain or your mountain is talking to you. Whosoever shall say to this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and shall not doubt where, but shall believe that those things which he what? Saith shall come to pass. He shall. Let's read that last phrase. He shall have whatsoever he saith. So you are a whosoever having whatsoever you say because it's based on the word and you believe it and you speak it. Is this true? Could this work for you? Could this work on the positive side of life or could it work on the negative side of life? What if you said every day, my body is whole. My body is strong. What if you said consistently, on a daily basis, all my debts are paid. All of my debts are being reduced and eliminated. What if you said every day, the angels are working, bringing the money in. What if you said every day, I've tithed, I've given, and it's being given unto me, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, and men are hunting me down to give me a blessing. What if you said every day, I have favor with God and man. What if you believed every day of your life and said, things go well for me. I've got great favor. What if you said that all the time? According to Jesus, you will have what you say. How many of you here this morning believe in the words of Jesus? This is not the word of a man. This is the words of the master. You've got to watch your words. In Proverbs 6 and verse 2, it says that we are snared with the very words of our mouth. Be very, very conscious of words like, we don't ever, we don't ever get healed in our household. We don't ever pay our bills on time. Just change it, guys. Turn it around. Catch yourself. Pray this right now. Lord Jesus, set a watch over the words of my mouth. Holy Spirit, help me. Guide me into speaking right words. Job said how forcible are right words. You'll catch yourself because you prayed that prayer. The next time you say, we don't ever... Run out of money. We always triumph. (laughs) Come on, somebody. Stop saying you can't be around cats. I can't eat seafood. 
Get a hold of that thing right underneath your nose. Get a grip on your lip. Watch, watch what you claim. Well, you know, Pastor Mark, it's just my system. Well, your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. Instead of saying it's just my system, it's just that the Holy Spirit lives in me and He quickens my mortal body and I can eat whatever I'm led to eat. Come on, someone. Now, if God's not leading you to eat the whole pie, you know, do right. God's not leading you to eat 10 tacos, 5 tortillas, and 25 burritos after church. I mean, be led. I always get healed. My mind always works good. Hallelujah. Come on, raise your hands and say it with me. My mind is my mind. And my mind is clear. I've got a sound mind. No fear here. I always sleep well at night. Well, you know, I only get about two, three hours of sleep a night. Shut that up. Say, I always get more than enough sleep at night. I sleep well at night. Ha, ha, ha. If some of you would change what you're watching and thinking about before you go to bed, that would become a reality in your life. That's what the Holy Ghost just said. Amen. If some of you would stop talking about sleeplessness and insomnia and start talking that he gives his beloved sleep, you will see that the Lord who never slumbers or sleeps will watch over you and see to it that when you put your head down, that your sweet is sleep. And when you wake up in the morning, you'll be energized and rejuvenated for the resilience of the Spirit of God will quicken you and raise you up and help you. In every area of life. Hallelujah. Glory to God. God can change your system. Perhaps you need to have a conversation with your kidneys. Kidneys can't talk. I mean, they may feel funky, but they can't talk. Speak to your kidneys. Kidneys, you're my kidneys. Kidneys, I speak to you. I say work, kidneys. See, James said this, that your mouth is the steering wheel of your life. If you can control this, you can control your whole body. Well, my husband is never, ever, he never remembers my anniversary. Switch that out. Say, my husband has the mind of Christ and he brings me roses all the time. And then husbands, you better take this verse. The memory of the just is blessed. <laughs> My memory is blessed. Come on, let's say that together. My memory, because I am the just. I am blessed. For in many things we offend all. If any man or woman offend not in word, the same as a mature man and able to control the whole body. I submit to you today in this short message, if you will change your words, you will change your life. 
Even so, faith, if it has not corresponding actions, it is dead being alone. Give action to the message that you've heard today. The number one way of being a doer of God's word is by believing it and speaking it and acting upon it. Let us not fail to realize the significance of our faith-filled words. Did you get anything today? Stand up, everybody. Glory to God. Pastor Tom is going to come to the platform. I'm stirred up today about faith-filled words. Say with me, we don't ever. We don't ever run out of money. We don't ever run out in this church. All of our debts, every one of them, they're being reduced. And they're being eliminated. I always have more than enough resources to do what God puts in my heart. This year of 2018, I purpose in my heart to stay full of the Word, to speak the Word, to act on the Word, and to be led by the Spirit of the living God. Come on, raise your hands and thank Him. Glory to God. Glory to God. I speak over my body in the name of Jesus that you are healed, that you are strong. I speak to my soul. Hope thou in God. Why art thou cast down, O my soul? I speak to my mind in Jesus' name. And I say, cheer up, brighten up, rejoice in the Lord your God. Say with me, I'm getting my lands. I'm getting my vehicles. I'm telling you, I'm getting my place to live. All of my debts are being reduced and eliminated. We're getting our vehicles. We got more than more than enough. I believe it. I say it. And there's going to come a day where I'll look back. And I will say, let's sing it. Look what the Lord has done. Hallelujah.